Today's episode of The Thriller Zone with David Temple is sponsored by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller. Hello and welcome to The Thriller Zone. I'm your host, David Temple. On today's show, we have another debut author. That's right, we're gonna do a second Discovery New Author series in one month. Why? We're just jam-packed full of really super talent who wants to get on the show, and I'm excited to help debut them. Today's show, Steve Stratton has a book called Shadow Tear. This is not actually the book that you will be buying in the store. This was a, this was a put together arc before the book was finished. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a hefty one. But uh, Steve is a debut author. He has a rich, rich background in intelligence. And that fuels a terrific story. I could go on and on about it, but why do that when we could talk to the master himself right here on The Thriller Zone, please welcome debut author, Steve Stratton. Today's show is about you, Steve Stratton. Hi. <laughs> Congratulations on Pub Day today. Of course, we're recording this on Tuesday the 14th. It'll air next Thursday, but again, big yep. fat congratulations. Thank you, thank you. How are you feeling? You feeling pretty excited about it? Yeah, uh, considering I had a, a green goblin of a head cold after we got back. Like all the way through Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. We put the put the triangle sign up on the bedroom because he's toxic. Took the test, all negative, and it's like now nah, just a cold and allergies, I guess. So, well, cheers, cheers. Here's writer's block coffee. Cheers to you. Cheers. I'm gonna have to get some. Cheers. Yeah, you're gonna have to for crying out loud. It's so tasty. All right, we're gonna dig into the dude. <laughs> I told Tammy, I said, honey, forget the weights out in the garage. I just pulled out shadow tear and I'm just one, two, three. It checks in at 900 and no, I'm kidding. Under 400, but dude, shadow tear. Look at that. You know, that I did that on purpose because I live in a retirement community and we need big print here. Right. So <laughs> it is big print. It is. Like, Look at the size of that print. <laughs> I do have to get a, 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 a hard copy signed from you for my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this is just, the, just the, the smaller arcs that just came out. I'm still waiting. Uh, the, um, on Amazon, IGS doesn't have the hard. Last time I looked, the hard copy wasn't there on the list of available. It will be. Just to jump ahead, I'm, I am I was going to save this for later, but yeah, it's available on Amazon right now. Kindle $9.99, paperback $19.99. We're going we're gonna to do the pit, hard pitch later to support debut authors. But you are a debut author. Son of a gun, finally. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to, to uh, Shadow Tear and Lance Bear Wolf Thriller here in a second, but I do want my audience, since you're brand new, you're a debut. This is Discovery New Authors. You're a debut author. I want my audience to get to know the guy that I got to spend time with at Thriller Fest, who is, folks, I'm going to say this as though he's not here. It's just you and me. One of the nicest, most genuine guys you'll ever meet. Talented, smart guy. I thought I was kind of smart. He blows my smartness away, and uh, he's super talented. Okay. Am I a I'm good a, shade of red now? Thank you. Dude, I'm a big Steve Stratton fan. You have been there. I'm going to say this. I'm going to 
pimp a little love here. You have been there since the day I launched the show. You have encouraged and supported me since day one when nobody was even watching or listening. You were the first one there, and I'm forever humbly in your debt and honor, and thank you. Very welcome. Great big old love fest is now concluded. <laughs> All right, let's spend, can we spend like 90 seconds on Thriller Fest? Because you and I just, feels like we just got back. We, we it was jam-packed at the rafters. You were there before me. It was just great food, great cocktails, great people meeting all your mentors. Tell me, share with my audience your experience, because this was, this was not your first one, if I recall correctly. Well, this was my first um, in person. Yeah, that's so right. You did I've it been up. I've been to one other uh, virtual, but it was more a little craft fest, right? You know, yeah, and doing pitches and trying to learn how to do pitches, yeah. and um, so being in the the craziness of a, of a conference in a hotel, and, and once again, like you said, seeing all the people that that I hold in in high esteem, and um, you know, the, the likes of Andrews and Wilson and Taylor and Chris Hottie and Bentley and other people in, in my genre that I, I look up to, that, that was amazing. But when uh, somebody like a Brian Andrews takes the time to talk to you and goes, oh, yeah, and you know, and if you think about this or do that, and they give you the, and, and the same with Jeff, they give you these little nuggets of mentoring and stuff like that it's it's literally like like the old commercial it's priceless right yeah um uh, my wife and i got there three days early our daughter came with her husband and and we put in nineteen thousand steps one day walking all over you know liberty island ellis island different things like that and so it was a real great lead up to then um the focus on on thriller fest and the craft fest and and what you can learn, not only, you know, take away every time I go to one, something I, I learn something new, but also um, then uh, Pitch Fest got a little crazy because some people were sick and not there and had, there were changes. So I got, instead of 15 minutes, I got like extended time with some very senior people, agents and other people. Uh, Gina Panateri was, was just so kind with her time and her, awesome. her knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Un amazing. And so, uh, yeah, I, I came away, you know, with, uh, three things, right. I always look when I go to these conferences, what can I learn and, you know, keep it to three so I could sort of remember those things <laughs> and all my notes, I've got notes everywhere. I've got stickers. I've got like say business cards and other things like that made a lot of great connections, but, um, uh, that that idea that you know I need to right away engage, um, you know I want to tell a little story, you know, and and in our genre, my genre is really sort of like you need to start with a knife or a gun or something, right? <laughs> you need to start off quick. Um, but then also, um, in my debut novel, revenge is sort of easy. You're not worried about you know motivation too much, that kind of thing. You don't have to expose too much character because you know what the character's thinking. It's like a revenge, right? Sure. But I learned how much I, I need to bring my readers into uh, my characters. And so working on book two already and uh, some stuff that you've seen that, that um, really explore that more, you know, uh, you know, just bang, bang, shoot, turn around, go, what's going on? You know, that might be myself and some other guys I know, but that's not the average person. So I need to work on that. And then the third thing is that 
I was really so focused on my story that I wasn't focused on my pitch. Oh yeah. My log line, like we talked about, right? Yeah. What's, what's the book about? What's the tagline? Yeah. How would I sell this um, in, in Hollywood? Yeah. You know, what's that one line, you know, um, that somebody could visualize the book and stuff. So I came away with three really strong things that I can improve on. And for me, once again, like I say, the whole event was just so worth the money and the time and, and meeting and having fun. And I mean, even got to meet Chris Hottie's parents, you know, or yeah. brothers and sisters, not parents. Oh, that crazy? And sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like being back in, in SoCal again, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, very, very uh, well worth it. Anybody who's new should do it at least once. All right. Uh, a couple of qu quick points, by the way, that's a great summation. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to go in uh, somewhat of a reverse order. Um, it is something everybody should do once. Uh, it is not a, uh, an inexpensive endeavor, so you got to save for it. But there is nothing, in my opinion, that that opens your mind and broadens your scope, both in writing and understanding as hanging out with your mentors. And uh, Chris and I were talking about this, and I think uh, Andrews and Wilson, and I said this over breakfast, that more business and more understanding and more knowledge inside scoop is learned over dinners and cocktails and hanging out in the lobby than some of the classes themselves. Now in 2019, I went to Thriller Fest. I did the whole shebang I, from beginning to absolute end. I did not do that this time because uh, of, of different reasons, but the craft fest is where you really learn stuff. Right. And I love that. Uh, back to Andrews and Wilson, two of the nicest guys walking the planet uh legitimate talents not just luck of the draw i mean these guys put in the time both in the military background like yourself as well as studying the craft um and brian uh, i remember this conversation in the lobby i stood back as a third person watching you and he chat and you're talking some of the same thing and that's when i had an idea that i'll share it another time for this show that's going to add a great added dimension to the show and you both instantly went yeah i'm in so i can't wait for that and thirdly that log line well it's called a log line in movies but it's a pitch i used to say and i'll i'll wrap this up real quick i used to say oh the elevator pitch you know you've got you've got 30 stories let's pretend the building is 30 stories man i i think you got 10 stories and my thing is, you got to get that thing down to a sentence that makes me go, oh, well, I, I can't not read this book now. So there you go. And thank you for those biggest takeaways, because that is, that's, that's what readers and listeners uh, who want to hone their craft need to hear. And whether it's Thriller Fest or Bashirkan or Mystery Writers of America, I mean, whatever it is, there's plenty of them out there you really do make strategic and sizable leaps in your understanding by attending these things. Agreed, 100%. Yep. All right, now, as we continue to get to know, folks, let, check this out. Steve began his military career at the White House Communications Agency alongside uh, two guys you may have heard of, Ford and Carter, presidents both. And let, matter of fact, let's just stop right there and tell us what that was like talking about a front row seat to history i came up from georgia from the signal army signal school at fort gordon two weeks before nixon resigned 
And as uh, I was driven into our location in Georgetown, right in the heart of DC, this classified facility we had, the uh, my uh, sponsor said, you see that? And I said, yeah, isn't that the Watergate? And he said, yeah, don't go there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was a, a time of upheaval and other things like that. And But what comes out of it is a 19-year-old is you just are right in the deep end. So right away, I'm uh, you know up, up at the White House working on something and the vice president walks by or, you know, and Rockefeller's like, you know, after a while, he got to know my name and would say, hi, Steve, in his gravelly voice, you know, and uh, Kissinger and Ford and all this is going on. And you're doing your job and you're a 19 year old and you're trying to have a little fun. But all this is going on around you. So it's amazing. It was quite an experience. I learned how to ski actually in Vail in advance of Ford showing up because I had oh. to carry a radio. So uh, as I've said, like on my newsletter, my first trip out of the United States in advance of a vice presidential visit was uh, DC to Paris, Paris to New Delhi, New Delhi to Bangladesh. And, uh, you know, I'm all of a sudden I'm living all that stuff I saw in National Geographic, which I read every month as a kid. I'm not making any money, but I'm certainly having fun. And, and yeah. Do you have, I, I know that you must have a best of highlight reel in your mind, uh, but in the interest of time, do you have a particularly memorable moment during your time there in the White House that, that you, it's kind of like when you're bouncing your grandkids on your knee going, all right, let, let, let Gramps tell you this one story that'll blow your mind. Actually, it, it took place in Vail and um, I made a hot toddy for President Ford. And I didn't know how to make drinks. I'm like, what's this supposed to be in here? I don't know. He's coming <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, he was just such a, a very nice, re regular kind of guy in, you know, the world's most powerful job. Sure. Um, but he was uh, just a wonderful person. Well, next, folks, uh, uh, Steve transitioned to the Secret Service. And again, I want to know, because you, and you're going to hear this a couple of times, you lived a life that many of us will never, ever imagine of living. So what in the wide world of top-tier political agencies was that like? Well, first, let me say I, I was not a uh, special agent. So I was what was called a technical specialist. Okay. So I worked on Still alarms. cool, dude. Still cool. Oh, yeah. No, no. Very much so. A big big part of the team, the technical security division. Um, um, so, so once again, going out on these advanced trips with the, with the agents and prepping, prepping the space, whether it's Atlanta or Paris or Helsinki or, or Bon Cologne um, for the president to come in. And in my case, um, when I was home, I was working at the White House and alarms and video and some EOD stuff, but out in the field, mostly working to make sure that between dogs and people, we made sure areas were safe with, with explosive ordnance details sure. that we got from the Air Force and the Army. So uh, one of my favorite uh, moments was we were with Carter and he was in, in Poland and it was that uh, wintry night at the airport where he gave a speech to the Polish people and his interpreter actually misrepresented what he said about he, he said he loved the Polish people and the interpreter said he lusted after the Polish people. <laughs> and I was, uh, 
I was behind. I was with a Polish uh, Secret Service guy slash KGB guy in, in the back. And, and uh, we were just dying. We were drinking uh, of vodka and eating some salmon and crackers and stuff. And we were cracking up, you know, it's like, all right. Now, as though that weren't enough, Steve, now, as we come to the uh, conclusion of his career uh, and we're truncating this uh, handsomely, Steve was awarded his green beret in 86. And from then, uh, is this right? From then till about 2000, you were deployed with 20th special forces on what counter drug and training mission. So what, what, is, what was that like? There are two national guard units in the uh, army structure for special forces. So we have active duty groups like the fifth in the middle East, the Legion, the seventh down in South America. My group was called the 20th and we're out of uh, Mississippi. And then the 19th is out of Salt Lake. We actually support these other active duty units and we'll go in and, and like alternate. Uh, one of the last times I was in uh, Colombia, you know, I'm using my limited Spanish to train them how to jump from, from hey-ho, free fall, and, and survive and make sure all the equipment's right and things like that. So um, we had opportunities to not only go down into Southern Command region, Ecuador and Colombia, for example, but also to do counter drug missions, very much like I describe in the book, in just not too far from where you're at, Los Padres National Forest. Yeah. Right. So the DEA would pay us um, to to bring a C5A Galaxy, the, the the U.S. Air Force's largest airplane, full of helicopters and men, and then we would go in and train in these areas. And if we saw anything like a like an old trailer, or a, a covert runway, or a 18 wheeler that had been used to make meth, we report that in. Mm -hmm. So we're doing military training, but per presidential um, executive order, we could do that military training at the behest of the DEA. And that is uh, not the end, folks. Now, young Steve here slacks off, goofs off by developing cybersecurity products to support the intelligence community. That is when he's not mountain biking, motorcycle riding, trout fishing in the gorgeous beautiful state of Colorado. And is there a way you can tell me and not have to kill me afterwards? Tell me what kind of products you're developing. We actually have a website and you can see these products. Oh, cool. How, how they how they do their business internally is something I can't talk about. Sure. But what they're all about is information sharing, right? As we have gone all the way back from a first Gulf War where we had French and Ukrainians and Poles and Italians and everybody else with us, it's about how do we share information, not only internally from intelligence to our warfighters, but with our partners, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So we don't shoot each other, so we can execute together, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. And that became an, a big thing during the, the GWAT, like in Afghanistan, right? Because it became NATO-led right. and NATO countries, not just the U.S., because we went off and did some things in Iraq. These products sh help share information and and that is vitally important, right? I could have all the great intelligence in the world, but if I can't share it with you because you're going to go do the mission, right? what good is it, right? So, exactly. So give me that website. I'm just curious. It's called forcepoint.com. Okay. Well, one more last thing, though, before we get to your book. I want to spotlight one of the charities that you support, which I thought was amazing. I was researching this last night, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. I know what it is, but tell our audience what it is all about. The reason I like this charity is because it 
the work it does goes across generations. So when a family loses a warrior, and that can affect really the future uh, potential of like the children of sure. the family left behind, things like that. So uh, they're doing a, a bunch more now with direct uh, funding to uh, wounded veterans and things like that. But one of the best things they do in my mind is they help the children of fallen soldiers get into college. And they have this huge success rate of them coming out of college with degrees and, and getting into the world and doing wonderful things themselves. What little I do and, and, and getting, getting them money just gives me goosebumps because it, it, you know, it's such a high quality uh, percentage of dollar that goes to the people that need it. It's not sure. just consumed up in the headquarters. So. I get it. And uh, that is specialops.org. But I love that. This is one of the things I like about you. you you're walking the walk and, and it, you, you've, you've spent your time in service to your country. You've uh, been places and seen things that we will never know about, which all of this leads to the rich tapestry that you're now able to put into your next chapter of life, to borrow the metaphor for a book, and that is Shadow Tear, once again, of course, starring Lance Bear Wolf. Let's take a short break. We'll return with Steve Stratton and Lance Bear Wolf right after this. You've probably heard me talking about authorbytes.com on the show, right? They're the guys that host and handle my website, davidtemplebooks.com. Yeah, they are thorough, safe, reliable. They get the job done. You've probably also heard me talk to, oh, Mark Graney, Don Bentley, Mark Cameron, Brad Taylor, talking about their website and their satisfied results with AuthorBytes.com. Right. So let me tell you, if you're an author, up and coming, established or otherwise, and you want to really step up to the plate and play ball, go to AuthorBytes.com. Sign a one-year contract, get three months free. What? Yeah. Three months free with a one-year contract. Yeah. AuthorBytes.com. Just use the code THETHRILLERZONE. It's just that easy. And the best part? Man, you got peace of mind. You don't have to worry about plug-in updates and all that hoo-ha. AuthorBytes.com. One-year contract. Three months free. Just use the code THETHRILLERZONE. Rest easy. Tell me, what's something you look forward to when you wake up every morning? That first cup of coffee? Your dog's wagging tail? Maybe the face of your loved one? Well, MeUndies wants to add to that list with ridiculously soft underwear with super fun patterns. I'm talking about a whole new kind of underwear. Now, I first learned about MeUndies some time ago when a friend told me about it, and I tried a pair, then another, and within a month of wearing, I literally was hooked. I mean, I was hooked on the first day, but after a month, you know, it takes a while to kind of get adjusted to something new. Yep, I was 100% hooked. And while they are super comfy and superb quality, one of my favorite things are the patterns. <laughs> Anything from cartoon characters to sports logos to limited edition prints that are just wacky and fun. I love them. Next time you reach into your drawer, wishing you didn't have to wear the same old boring, moderately comfy underwear, do yourself a favor and try MeUndies. MeUndies makes the softest fabrics you've ever put on your tush. Seriously. And not only that, once you try their undies, oh, and socks, bralettes, something I've never really tried, as well as loungewear, I have a pretty solid feeling you'll never go back. 
Sign up today for their free to join Me Undies membership, which ships new styles right to your front door. Plus, listen up, you can enjoy up to 30% off pretty much everything they make with free shipping, free returns, and exclusive member only specials. Me Undies has a great offer for my first time purchasing listeners. Check it out. You get 15% off your first order and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. All you got to do, go to MeUndies.com slash ThrillerZone to get your 15% off. Once again, that's MeUndies.com ThrillerZone. Hey guys, are you tired of paying exorbitant prices for your blades? Yeah, me too. Which is why I finally, <laughs> have you seen these crazy TV ads for Dollar Shave Club? I finally looked them up and gave them a shot. I think you should too. If you're wondering if it's a good deal, how about $9 for their starter set? What? That's 60% off. You want a noticeably smooth shave? Join the Dollar Shave Club starter set, including razor, prep scrub, shave butter, oh, and the post-shave do. Mmm. My wife loves it. Nine bucks on your first box. That's right, nine bucks on your first box. Best part, it gets delivered straight to your door with free shipping. Well, now I know why millions trust the Dollar Shave Club for all their shaving and grooming needs. You know why? Because you get the best products when you need it. Right there to your door. Offer is limited to U.S. residents only. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash thethrillerzone. That's dollarshaveclub.com. The Thriller Zone. Your face will thank you. Hi, Steve Stratton here on The Thriller Zone with David Temple. My book is called Shadow Tear. I hope you'll take a look at it, and I look forward to seeing you on The Thriller Zone. And now back to the show. This thing is chock full of so much that we don't have nearly enough time to talk about. I, but I want to hit a little bit of background. Um, I want to ask background because I want to know about the writer that is Steve Stratton. When did you first know you wanted to become an author? And, you know, when did you first know? And how did this book come to you in this form? Well, I'll, I'll answer that that first question. It, sure. Really around 2020 um, is when, you know, I started thinking of, okay, oh. I'm doing more than just writing this for Steve. So the inciting incident took place in 93. Okay. And from 93 on, I did storyboards, right? Um, something that in the contracting world, you use storyboards to write a proposal, much like you use storyboards in Hollywood, things oh, like yeah. that, right? I flowcharted the whole thing, you know, <laughs> or at least the major ideas. And, sure. but I just never had, honest, <laughs> honestly, I never had the self-confidence to write. And finally, Ellie, my wife was like, you know, you, you need to get this out. You've talked about so much of this story. You need to write it. Coincident to that was I found this, Jer I found Jerry Jenkins. Jerry Jenkins is the author with Tim LaHaye of the Left Behind Christian series. Yep. He lives down in the Black Forest, which is a community right just south of me in, in Colorado Springs. And so I'd started doing this six month intensive with him. Wow. And I learned, I learned so much and I learned how much I still had to learn, <laughs> right? And that, that got me going and I got excited about at the start, it didn't matter if I was going to publish or not. It was all about writing this book and getting it out. And uh, my teammates know that I'm a pretty darn good storyteller. I had uh, Secret Service agents tell me how good I'd be undercover. So you can imagine I could tell a story. Then I started to get interested in 
what would it be like to, to start down this journey people talk about to become published author? Now let's talk about Lance Bear Wolf. What what make what about Lance makes him different than a lot of our other heroes that we're reading about and learning about these days? Well, this is this was a conscious decision. Looking across the broad spectrum, you know, you've got Pike Logans and you got Scott Harvass and you've got Chunks and and um, you know Tier One series and things. So I'm looking at all these people. I love their writing, and it's like, well, geez, I can't do the Scott Harvath uh, thing, you know, even though I was Secret Service, I mean, I can't, I can't take this, I can't take that. Right. Um, but I was just looking for something fresh and a different view. I decided on um, a protagonist that actually is a Native American. Love it. Indian. And so the people I was always interested in was Chief Plenty Coup of the Crow. He was the, the Native American who was uh, asked to come uh, to the dedication of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. He was, at the end of his life, called the Chief of Chiefs and represented all the nations into the government. Wow. And one of his sayings, and I'll paraphrase this, that really struck me was that education is the key. Without education, we'll always be the victim. We'll always be down below. With education, we can be equal to the white man and, and take our place in society. So he had a, he had a different view. And so between Chief Plenty Coup and then some of the traditions of the Crow, that's always been of interest to me. So I thought, what a better place to, to put some of that and bring some of that out. So I just didn't want to do another CIA Secret Service guy, you know. A lot of people doing that really good. I didn't want to do that. Got it. And, and that makes total sense. A couple of the, one of the things that I so enjoyed about this book was reading about and then kind of daydreaming, mentally revisiting parts of the country that I grew up in, North Carolina, Blue Ridge Mountains, parts of Georgia. And you captured that sense of South so well. And it's always, I'm always, it always endears me to writers who really, capture that feel it's not just hey we all go talk with an accent and it's hot you know it's <laughs> cliche i want to know did you travel did, and, and i know you and ellie are big travelers did you travel much to the carolinas while you were doing some of this research 20 years ago i i was traveling from up from central command in florida up into what's called sapphire valley right there at the corner of north carolina georgia and south carolina yeah. Half an hour to the Chattooga River. It's where they filmed Last of the Mohicans. What yeah. more beautiful spot, right? Stunning. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, so I use those kinds of things, you know, memories from my uncle's place in uh, Fullerton and Anaheim, right? Yeah. You know, and Elsinore, you, you get it. Being 68 years old, I do have this wealth of experience and have been a lot of places, so I can use those in my books. And I like diving in to show not at surface level, but give some details. So somebody like yourself knows. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's been there. He understands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I learned about you when we were hanging out in Thriller Fest and if anybody follows you on social media, you spend a lot of time outdoors between motorcycles, mountain biking, hunting, fishing. Uh, you got property up in the woods and it's clear that this love of nature shows up in your book. And yet just another little slice of uh, originality and color that that brings it all to life. But I want to circle back to ba uh, Lance Bearwolf. Where do you see him going next? I'm assuming there is a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, just a quick aside, mm -hmm. when I signed with Force Poseidon, uh, the publisher was very honest with me and said, I've got a backlog. You know, we're not going to get published for a little while here. And I'm like, that's okay. I'll keep writing. So I actually have 80 plus percent of the second book done. Bam. And, yeah. And the team is, will ex expands beyond Tampa. It's, it's still a drug fight, but now it becomes multinational. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. That's awesome. I, I love the fact that you're already thinking that far ahead. And I, I don't want to take away the, the steam, the heat, the energy of your book having just dropped uh, by capitalizing too much on what is yet to come. But when people get through this book, they'll realize, oh, okay, well, when's that next one coming? And do you have even a hint of a drop date? I'm, it's got to be sometime next spring, summer, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that's what we're talking about initially right now. All publishers have either you're doing it yourself or they have a backlog. And so, you know, uh, for example, Eric Bishop, my good friend, Eric Bishop, right? Oh, He's yeah. got his breach of trust sequel that that needs to be published, right? And so it'd be after Eric. So I would expect in the summer again of next year. Got it. And if we may, because we're both such huge fans of Eric Bishop, how about that body man? Yeah, yeah. Once again, another amazing book by somebody who, who never served, but yep. did some really good research. And this is a point that's coming up on a show with Don Bentley. And uh, we were talking about the details of how some writers like yourself who have lived it and can write it. And then writers like Eric and myself who have not lived it, but we have to just overcompensate for lack of a better term to really be diligent in our research to make you the specialist believe that we know what we're talking about. All right, before we hit to rapid fire questions, as we begin to wrap up, I, I ask the same closing questions. You know, you, you've been there since the beginning that I ask of all my authors, debut or seasoned. If you were to offer a single piece of advice, and it can be one or two, uh, to developing authors, somebody who's in the middle of it, beginning it, considering it, what would that be, Steve? Beta readers. That's the first answer. You've got to get other eyes on your work. Other eyes on your work. Um, I... I send a piece, I'm in a critique group through ITW, what uh -huh. a great place to have that happen, for example. And I think I've got it really well crafted. And then Jack Stewart sees it and goes, Ooh, well, there's that and that and that. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. You know, so beta readers, I mean, my wife loves to read my work. She's a decent beta reader. She finds things, but she's also, you know, my biggest fan. So you got to weigh that. So beta readers, getting critique readers, beta readers, whatever you call it, number one thing that will help your craft improve different eyes. That is exceptional, folks. Did you hear that? Beta readers. It's funny because with Tammy, Tammy used to be the very first person that would read my stuff. And she, she, she has such a unique mind. She catches all these tiny little details. You can say one color on page four. And, <laughs> you know, if you've repeated it three times by the, by the page of 74, she's caught it. But I don't do that anymore because now I try to perfect it better before I hand it to her so that not only do I feel like, hey, honey, see, I'm getting better. But also, <laughs> you know, to your point, they're our biggest fans. But that's awesome. And as I said, don't forget, Shadow Tear just dropped on Amazon. We're recording this on the 14th. Uh, it'll air later. And you should pick up a copy to support your debut thriller writer at uh, $9.99 for a Kindle and $19.99 for a paperback. I remember the day, Steve. When when we used when I used to think, man, that's a lot of money. But now I think, 
when you consider, and I know this sounds like a sales pitch, so forgive me for a second, but when you consider the fact it takes us a year or two or three, who knows, you know, uh, I think $10 or $20, uh, you know, we'll go out and we'll drop $9 on a friggin' foo-foo drink, uh, you know, a coffee drink for not even a cocktail, but we won't, ah, I don't know, man, $9 for a book. Uh, that's a lot of money. Oh, oh, okay. Well, let's see what your time is worth. You know? The case of Eric and I and KR Paul working with Force Poseidon, they're small, so they don't have Atria you know, they don't have Simon and Schuster kind of pull where they right. get cost. The cost of goods is much lower because they're printing so many more. There's a saying that my sister and I use all the time, and it's so brilliant and it's so concise. I'm not saying we're bright. I'm saying the saying is bright. Um, start where you stand. My best piece of advice, just start where you stand. People go, oh, but I haven't had the career like Steve or I haven't been in radio like Dave. Well, yeah, but you know, what have you done and how can you capitalize on what you've already lived and what you know today? So start where you stand. All right, guess what? It's time for rapid fire questions. Gonna be super easy for you, right out of the gate. Pen and paper or keyboard? Keyboard. Quiet library or noisy coffee shop? Oh, quiet library. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose, would it be, and this is a tough one for you, fishing or hunting? Hunting. Okay. When you and your wife, Ellie, get away, exotic island, the mountains, or a big city, perhaps in another country? We like all those, but the I last know. place we went was uh, uh, exotic island. Sorry, last one. Here we go. A personal favorite, especially given our mutual love of good food and wine. You and your wife are joining Tammy and I for dinner here in San Diego to celebrate the fact that Hollywood just brought, bought Shadow Tear and wants to make it into a series. Now, I'm going to divert a little bit and surprise you with a twist. You're going to help me grill one of my favorite pastimes. So question number one, what are we going to toss on the heat? And number two, what will we serve to drink alongside it? Because that's one of your expertises shrimp tacos and we're going to be serving some añejo level margaritas uh, it, uh, over ice on the skinnier side yeah. yeah good clean california fresh vegetables avocado if you like cilantro go for it not my Love favorite it. yeah that is superb when you come out i'm actually going to make you on the grill that very thing. I have a, now that you say you don't like cilantro, that's going to change my recipe a little bit, but I have a, a garlic chili lime cilantro grilled shrimp that will make you slap your grandmother. Nice. <laughs> and the, and the drinks to accompany it is what you called perfect. And by the way, how do you think we keep, you know, Steve and I stay in such stellar shape at this age is we eat really good clean food and we drink top shelf beverages and uh, we work out and we exercise so Gotta keep it moving right it uh body in motion stays in motion you heard me yep. say it before all right to learn more visit stevestrattonusa.com and of course help support steve efforts and the efforts of many who help the spouse and children of fallen special ops personnel if you'd like to pledge your support go to specialops.org we did not plan this advance. We received nothing from it. I just, my heart reaches out to your heart who's reaching out to other hearts. And I love that. So 
Also, follow Steve like I do on Twitter at Stratton Books and on Instagram at Steve Stratton USA. Sir, this has been exceptional. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. You're a great interviewer, the best. Well, thank you. You're very kind. I, I just, I hope I'm just a mirror reflecting all the goodness and love and inspiration that comes from you. I do want to say, um, we are excited about your book. Please share the love because when you're debuting, uh, you know, people, I, I think sometimes people don't understand just how important that, that opening window, that opening gate is so key, right, Steve? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Much appreciated to everybody who's already got on social media. Uh, thank you to David for doing that and uh, look forward to a whole lot more and uh, this being a great launch. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we'll be holding a spot for you right here at the Thriller Zone when uh, number two comes around next year, buddy. That sounds great. Thanks a lot. As you may recall, I announced recently that Dean Koontz, only one of the biggest authors in the entire world, is going to be right here on the Thriller Zone in celebration of our one-year anniversary. That was originally going to be on 6.30. However, there has been a change in scheduling. We are going to move that show to July 21st because his book drops on the 19th. So in order to make the big hoopla for Dean Coots and the big dark sky, we're moving it off to July. However, what does that mean? We've got a very special revised one-year anniversary spectacular extravaganza. Now, as we go into year two, we're going to expand the show because our numbers are growing and people are listening. So I want to give you more, more, more. Not just political, military, psychological thrillers. We're gonna expand out into some sci-fi thrillers, romance thrillers. I mean, any kind of thriller you can think about, we're gonna do it. But we're gonna take it one step further, which I will begin to share more and more information as we move along. I'm David Temple, your host, and I'll see you next time for another edition of The Thriller Zone. The Thriller Zone has been presented by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller.